This episode is sponsored in part by Thought Exchange, a proud supporter of NCSPRA and the School PR Drive Time Podcast. Welcome to another episode of School PR Drive Time, a podcast produced by NCSPRA about driving the narrative forward for public education through the work of school PR professionals. I'm your host, Stacia Harris, a member of the NCSPRA media team, and I'm the Director of Communications for Buncombe County Schools. Today, my partner in crime is Kevin Smith. He's the Community Relations Coordinator for Transylvania County Schools. Welcome to the show, Kevin. Thank you, Stacia. It is so good to be here. I'm also on the board for the North Carolina School Public Relations Association, and it's so exciting to be talking about this topic with you and our guests. Nicole Young is the Coordinator of Communications and Media for Clay County District Schools in Florida, and her questions to us about podcasting are what kind of kicked us off, and I'm so excited that we snagged an amazing guest on some of his last days in school PR. John McCann is the Public Relations Coordinator for Chatham County Schools in Chatham County, North Carolina. He's recently accepted a position doing education PR for Waterford.org, but his Chatham County Schools notebook and his really distinctive signature are many of the things that we're going to talk about in today's show. Yes, it was a great way to kind of put lots of different experiences together because I think what John does with his podcast, and he refused to call it a podcast, but I'm calling it a podcast. What he does with his is very different than what uh, Kevin and I and our other uh, board members who co-host School PR Drive Time. It's, it's different, but it all works. And again, Nicole had some great questions for us, and, and we are so excited to, to see her start this journey and, and get off the ground. So uh, we'll be following Nicole uh, as, as this process goes along. So we unpacked some great tips and tricks, had a few laughs as always. So thank you for being with us, everyone. Let's start the show. Well, welcome, Kevin. So excited to have you here as my co-host and partner in crime for the podcast. I'm so excited that we are hosting this episode together. I'm happy to be here with you, Nicole. Nicole Young, we are so glad that you heard the podcast and saw what we were doing and had some questions because it got us thinking too. Maybe you can tell everyone in just a minute or two why you found us and what it was that we were doing that made you think it was a good idea to start this conversation in a whole new way. So I stumbled upon um, your podcast. Um, I read the bi-monthly newsletter uh, for Enspread and I saw... Um, what you guys were doing. And I was really interested. I've always wanted to start a podcast for my district. And it's something that I've been wanting to do for a few years now. And I've gone to some sessions at Inspra and I've learned a little bit here and there, but um, I really don't have that step-by-step -step playbook of how to get a podcast started. And so when it comes down to the details of how to edit, how to record, um, who to interview, what kind of content um, to record, I really just wanted to know how to do it. So that's why I reached out to you guys. And, um, and now we're here doing this thing. I and love it. And Stacia, I'm so glad our producers were listening to all of that because all the staff working for us behind the scenes can take care of all those questions. Right. Right. Crickets. All of them. We'll talk about, we'll talk about what it's like to do this as a one or two person show. And so, um, John McCann, thank you for being with us today. We wanted to um, have you be part of this conversation because you started a podcast for your uh, school system. And so we were interested to uh, just get your perspective and, and just kind of hear how, how you got started. Well, well, not so fast in, in calling this a podcast because I don't consider myself a traditional podcaster. Kevin Smith, is a podcaster. I'm sure if we could <laughs> oh, behind the curtain, oh no. he's going down all, on me already. So early in the program, okay. he's got all kinds of stuff 
my stuff is this little thing right here, this, micro, this microphone, that's it. But we can get into it. Awesome. Well, actually, let's go ahead and get into it. Um, John, What? Um, tell us a little bit about your podcast, how it got started, and what your vision was uh, for the final product. Well, again, just, just for the sake of this show, okay, we'll call it a podcast. Um, when I came to the school system, um, the person in this role was already doing some audio production. And that sounds glorious, but it really was just, we got a small radio station here because we're a rural county small radio station WNCA, they have us produce some audio segments for them each week. And, you know, when I got here, you know, the, the person who was training me showed me how he was doing it. And so I just tried to, coming from a, a journalism background, I was like, mm, we can do better. And so I, I tried to give it some production value by you know, having some intros and outros can that I can just use each time so that my production will always sound consistent. And then I just tried to give it to you as I would if I was still in the business, in, in the journalism business. Not, I, I didn't try to approach it as an educator or a school person because I, I approach my job very much as an outsider that I, I'm not a trained educator. And, and I'm communicating with people who aren't trained educators. So when I give it to you, I want to give it to you in a very natural, real, organic way, whatever word you want to use, um, that they can absorb it. And so I, I try to just, I try to give you good audio quality, you know, a, a nod to Kevin Smith. I wanted to give it to you in a way that sounded like something, that sounded professional. But to call it a podcast that's that's too generous. <laughs> All right, John McCann, I'm going to go back at you for a second, because I'll be honest with you. I had a teacher uh, long ago tell me that if anything's worth doing, it's worth doing badly, which Wait. sounds backwards, right? Yeah. But it means if it, if it absolutely has to be done, you go ahead and get started and you will refine as you go along the way. And when okay. I listen to the first podcasts I recorded in 2016 and compare them to today, they are worlds and worlds apart. And mm -hmm. so I want Nicole and everybody listening to this, if you're thinking about getting into audio, if you're thinking about getting into podcasting, don't be afraid and don't be a perfectionist about that very first episode or about the first series that you have in the pipeline ready to be published. Mm -hmm. However, I will say this, you need to develop some of those boilerplate introduction and closings. And I, if we don't get through this episode and let people hear your classic introduction when you get ready to start an episode of the Chatham County Schools Notebook, okay. I do feel like it's going to be very disappointing. So, John McCann, bring it out for us. When you're ready to, when you're introducing one of those episodes, I want people to hear what you say as that reporter from your school system to help get them into the episode. Let's say I'm sitting in front of a little kid, I don't know, a second grader, and I got the microphone in front of her and we get ready to get started, you know, make him or, him or her feel comfortable. And we're getting ready to go. And I'll give them a, oh, welcome to the Chatham County Schools Notebook. I'm John McCann, Public Relations Coordinator for Chatham County Schools. And then we just start talking, Miss Young. My life is complete. That is what I needed to hear today to get us started. And so, Nicole, when you hear that there are many different ways to get started and you hear someone like John, who's been a professional in the business, are you having any regrets about asking about podcasting or what's the, what are the things that come to your mind right now? No, it makes me feel better to know that it doesn't have to be perfect right off the bat that, you know, starting off badly <laughs> is a thing and you refine it as you go. That's really important because I, I mean, it is scary to jump into something that you don't know anything about. And for me, 
Um, I lead the communications department. I only have a graphic designer. So, I mean, I'm, I have, I wear a lot of different hats. There's so much that I have to do. And so to me, I want to do something well when, once I get into it. So I know I'm going to have to commit the time to do it. And that's really important to me, but it's going to take time to get there. Um, and so hearing John's story about how he got started, um, it calms me down to know that, you know, it can be done with, uh, with limited resources and with limited knowledge of how to do a podcast. And that's great to hear. And, and let me, let me piggyback off of, of what, of Kevin's advice, you know, and for you, Nicole, there, there is no need to be intimidated and there is no need to try to do it perfect, perfectly. Why? Because the folks here at the school system, they don't know that you ain't doing it right. So you just do it and, 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 and just be Nicole when you do it, you know? <laughs> Now, we all want to be stationed when we do it. Now, that's perfection, but that's a whole other <laughs> thing. I mean, I don't, I don't want to toot my own horn, but have you seen this microphone? Like, let's be real. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, no, I, I'm, I'm consistently doing things poorly, but, you know, the, the important thing is, you know, you do them. And actually, uh, John uh, brought up a great first tip as we're uh, talking through with Nicole, you know, how do you start a podcast? I think it starts with interesting stories. And I know when Kevin and I are collaborating on guests and topics, we want to bring in folks who have, you know, have, have relevant experiences. So um, with Callan, it was back to school. Callan Moore uh, works in Georgia and Georgia went back to school before us. And so just right out of the gate, as we were beginning um, our school year, we wanted to know what's it gonna be like. So that's sort of how, um, that's sort of how we, we work through that process, that background process of, of finding great stories and finding great people to tell those stories that will be relevant for our school PR folks. One of the but things you know, that we've had to learn and pass on, I'm sorry, John, one of the things mm. we've had to learn and pass on is that your best social media posts, your best photos, your best videos are also typically around your best stories because they're the people who are having the greatest impact. They're making the most change. They're doing something that's moving a lot of people with their feet and their hands and their hearts. And that's what this whole process has to be about. Your podcast has to capture the voices of people who otherwise might not be heard and getting them to tell their story in such a way that just using the sound alone you can paint a picture. And this is one of the things that you learn from listening to other great podcasters or listening to public radio or, or anything out there that really is designed to stimulate thought and get people moving, influencing them from the inside out. So I do appreciate that for us, the search for guests has often been, you know, we're thinking, God, who is really making an impact right now? How can we get someone in front of our listeners who's going to get, who's going to influence them to do the right thing and go forward with some confidence? John McCann, you yeah. have had an awful lot of guests on the Chatham County Schools Notebook. What, mm -hmm. what's, what's the process you use to find that next great story? Well, see, let, let me, I'm going to push back on you a little bit because for sure, you, you know, you, you do want great guests that have compelling content. But at a certain point, I would argue that a Stacia Harris and a Kevin Smith, both of you guys previously were in the news business, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. I came to this oh, from yeah. music production in, in teaching in a graduate school. So to be honest with you, John, Oh, we have we all have very different backgrounds. You and Stacia came from journalism or broadcasting. For okay. me, it's a slightly different story. I'm, but I'm really, I'm, I'm. Thank you. I'm flattered. Wow. I mean, you, Kev's you, a natural. He, yeah, he can't help it. You could have fooled me, man. But but I'm. I'll go at it with Stacia because, as a news person, you know, would you agree with my argument that at a certain point we're kind of telling the same stories, just in certain different characters, and so it becomes uh, important for the storyteller or the host of a podcast to kind of bring something to the table and get back to Kevin's point. I got to bring this stuff out 
of my subject matter and particularly for podcasts if it's just audio where you can't see what's going on and see me moving my hands we got to figure out a way so that the person on the other side can really get it so so you got to ask the questions in a right way because you're trying to listen and evoke a certain response Mm-hmm. And you, you can you don't need to be afraid to I think bring your personality to it. Whereas sometimes in, in journalism, you know, you're encouraged to just be you know, very straightforward. And and you know, I'm I'm news anchor station, and I'm, my questions are going to be very straightforward. So I think that's one thing that makes your podcast unique and mm-hmm. make it stand out is you really bring. So Nicole's going to bring Nicole to the podcast. Uh, you know, when, when when she gets started, and I think that can draw people in as well. And it's interesting, John, you, so you, you touched on uh, an interesting point that sort of gets to the content and the vision for the podcast. So obviously for, for NC Spread and for the, the media team, we wanted a podcast that could appeal to not just North Carolina PR um, practitioners, but also practitioners across the country. Whereas John, you know, you're, you're, you're bringing stories from your community to your community. And so right. Nicole, that that's one thing to reflect on is, uh, you know, where, what do you want your podcast to do? Do you want to use it to explore um, promotional topics? So, so maybe you want to focus on your STEM offerings or, mm-hmm. you know, cool, the, the, the cool after school clubs that, that your school offers. So you can find different people to help you tell that story mm-hmm. or uh, I mean, there's a million different ways you can do it. But um, John brings up an interesting point, you know, talking about tell, you're not really telling the same story over and over again, but if you have themes that you know you want to cover, because mm-hmm. that's part of your vision, maybe part of your superintendent's vision, you just got to mm-hmm. find the people and the characters for that. And what makes it so comfortable with a podcast is it's not live. So you, you have total control. So like for this one, if we want to look extremely prepared and professional, mm-hmm. you know, Kevin or Stacia will edit out the part when I said, oh, Kevin, you were in the news business too. <laughs> or maybe maybe we want to show the folks that it's not all scripted out, you know. Right. So, it's, but you. But my point is, as the podcaster, you know, you're the executive producer and have mm-hmm. ultimate control all the way down to you can hear me stutter or you can be painstaking and take those things out. Mm-hmm. You, you got so much control. Yeah, I think we can call that when keeping it real goes right. Kevin, <laughs> I, I'll be honest with you. I struggle with that. As I said, I've been putting together a weekly show. And when you're live on the air, the, the show really began out of a radio show that I wanted to record so we wouldn't lose it. I just assumed every radio show station was recording all of their programs. And my local station does on request. And I found out they weren't doing that when I first started the show. So it's a good thing that I was using um, some software to hijack the signal and, and be able to replay interviews with my superintendent, great teachers, students, and community partners. Uh, without that, I feel like you lose a lot of the impact of being on the air, and that podcast was going to en- enable us to reach a, a much wider audience uh, with a different demographic, share it inside, use it on social media, and so on. And Nicole, that's where I want to turn to you. We've been asked several times for some guidance on podcasting, and we will definitely talk about some of the nuts and bolts in terms of having the right equipment, setting up your space, um, how to get in touch with people, what you need to do with them, and so on. But the, the main thing that your podcast has to address is the needs of an audience. You have to have a group of listeners who really are going to be affected by what you're sharing. So when you think about this podcast and where it began in your mind, what, what is the need that you're going to meet? Who are the people you feel like you want to speak to on behalf of Clay County Schools in Florida that are going to be reached by this so that that's going to help guide a lot of the questions you may ask about who your first guests are going to be and what kinds of topics you're going to discuss? Yeah, my goal with the podcast is to reach parents and then additionally community members, because I feel like 
that is one way to reach them when they're on their commute or when they have time to even digest this information. I mean, we are putting out information on so many different um, platforms and a lot of times parents are busy and they don't have time to read all that. So that was one thing that I thought of because I have an hour commute personally. So I listen to a lot of podcasts and that's some of the time that I, I don't have time in any other part of the day to do that. So I figured, you know, parents are probably facing the same thing. So with this podcast, I want to reach parents and just give them a behind the scenes look of the school district, talk about different pressing issues that are happening, um, cover programs and topics they, they might may know about, but don't know in depth. Um, and I really want to get into that into the in the podcasts. And so I think that, um, you know, just giving them the opportunity to find out more um, through a podcast would just be a great great option for them. And you are you are on the right track. I'm going to share that one of the podcast essentials you want to think about is you want to have at least one fact, one really interesting fact. It doesn't have to be a number, but a cool thing that you can wrap wrap the topic around. And I'm going to tout our friends at Education NC at nc.org recently featured at School PR Drive Time and a number of our other fellow podcasters as podcasts you should know about uh, coming into 2021. And according to their reporting, podcast listenership has grown steadily over the whole decade. And 2020 was a peak where 55% of the U.S. population, that's 155 million people, tuned into podcasts up from 51% the year before. So that's hugely important for us. If we're trying to reach people where they are moving to, their feet are already moving towards podcasting, and we're going to meet them there. That's one of the successes of leadership, right? Don't go where the ball is. Go where the ball is going to be, and that's how you're going to score. So with this, the fact that you're reaching out and trying to connect with families where they are, you know, they're driving, you know, they have all kinds of activities. They might even listen to it while they're driving to and from school activities or, you know, invite their kids into it as well. Show off what's happening in their schools. That's a great insight. What are the things that you have found move your families the most? When you're thinking about the topics and the guests that you're going to bring on board for your podcast, what have you learned from analyzing your social media or your articles in the news, found media and so on? How do you know what are going to be big hits with your audience? think uh, reflecting back on this year, definitely health and safety. I mean, um, especially here in Florida, when you look at Parkland the last few years, um, security and safety, that's their number one concern when they drop their kids off at school is are they are they going to be okay? And so I found that that is a huge um, topic that they they want to know more about. So, I mean, we started a police department a couple of years ago and I feel like the community and parents still don't know a ton about what the police department does, what the SROs do. So, I mean, that's even a great podcast topic is just bringing an SRO on or bringing the police chief on and just um, diving in, you know, for 30 minutes about like, what do you do every day? What are our SROs without obviously, you know, protecting their information, but in a way that parents can understand like, okay, this is what they're doing. This is how they're keeping my kids safe. Um, so information like that, um, they also want to know what options they have, what school choice, obviously that's huge right now. So what options do they have for their children as far as, um, you know, career and technical programs, um, what they can do after they graduate and even at the elementary level. So those are just a few of the topics that I found are really, um, popular among my audience. And, uh, John, I want to kind of get you in, uh, hear your feedback. How, how do you choose your topics and what topics uh, do you find resonate with your listeners and your parents and your community? Yeah, what, what I do not do a good job of is promoting the podcast. You know, when I heard Kevin read those stats, I'm just like, man, I really could have capitalized on the pandemic and people gathering around listening. Um, we had succeeded. 
we're, we're moving John McCann's mind. It's well, all good. <laughs> it don't take much, man. But, um, you know, but I didn't do a good job of promoting it because it's one thing to produce the content, but I didn't, I didn't tell folks to come get it. Unlike when, like during the pandemic, when we were sending a whole lot of robocalls and we were directing folks, go to our website for more information. And again, we were communicating really, really critical stuff not entertaining podcasts. So, you know, I wish I'd done a better job of, of promoting it. But your question, Stacia, again, was... Uh, how, what topics, what topics do you find are resonating with your audience? Yeah, during the pandemic, I didn't get to go to schools as much because schools were, 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 were not open. But in a traditional year, I enjoyed nothing more than going to a school, finding some kids and just chopping it up with them, just talking. Now, Sometimes there are teachers who will reach out and say, hey, we got a great program going here or there's this kid or, or what have you. And, you know, just being in the, in the kind of work we do, your ears to the ground, you, you kind of figure out what's going on and, and you hear things. Um, my stuff, again, that's why I don't give myself credence as being a, a, a real podcaster, but I just kind of go naturally. And it's like, like I know I got to produce some content this week and I just kind of find something. And maybe that's the kind of thing where I don't recommend this. this is not a professional standard, Nicole. Um, so I, I'm not the best person with that. But I have, you know, when I do find somebody, I am able to turn it into something I like to think. Um, so I could be more selective about topics for sure. We've been all up in your headspace during this first half of School PR Drive Time talking about podcasting. And we're going to get down on the ground and talk about the nuts and bolts of the equipment you need, how to create the space that's most conducive to getting a great recording, including this Zoom, Zoom room that we're in with Yeti microphones. I mean, we'll, we'll talk about all the different ins and outs, as well as how you can post your stuff online and make the most of every piece of audio content you've created. Stacia, I'm glad to be here with you. We'll be back right after a short break here on School PR Drive Time. This episode is brought to you by Thought Exchange. Thought Exchange is the only enterprise discussion management platform powered by patented anti-bias technology. Modern leaders use Thought Exchange to quickly gain critical insights and improve decision-making for their districts. Whether you're engaging 10 stakeholders or a community of 10,000 plus people, Thought Exchange allows leaders to drive strategic discussions at scale. Since 2009, Thought Exchange has been helping school districts across North America validate and align on top district policies, address student and staff success, and build trust with their communities. Here at NCSPRA, we thank Thought Exchange for their continued support of this podcast and all of their efforts to support school communications throughout North Carolina and beyond. Now let's get back to the show. Welcome back, everyone. Thanks for sticking with us on School PR Drive Time. I'm your co-host, Stacia Harris. And I'm Kevin Smith. We're both on the NCSPRA board and media team, and we're so happy to have Nicole Young and John McCann here with us. We're going to get into some rapid-fire questions about what it's like to start your podcast from the ground up. And Nicole, you've already had to do some quick learning, so why don't you talk to us about your equipment concerns and see what we can do to help you out from getting to this point and going forward. Yeah, so after talking to you guys, I ordered this Yeti mic on Amazon. I just got it yesterday, uh, and I've been running around, so I didn't have a chance to even open it. I opened it out of the package about 
30 minutes ago and plugged it in before this. So um, I'm still learning how to use it, but I already had some questions about how to turn up the volume. And then I didn't realize I didn't have headphones with me. So I was running around. I'm out of high school today. I was running around trying to find headphones because I didn't realize I had to put those in to be able to hear anything. Um, so just a lot of different um, things I didn't think about using a mic because I do come from a news background as well. So I'm more video oriented. Um, audio is important, but definitely more video oriented when it comes to uh, storytelling. So yeah. if we were if we were clearly professional podcasters, you would have already heard the cha-ching meme come in uh, when Nicole was referencing a paid product, which is, but we, we're, look, we're, we're, you can find many articles out there that will tell you how to find the best equipment. And Yeti is one of many microphone manufacturers that you can use that puts out really good entry level as well as higher level equipment. Mm-hmm. And yes, you have found the gain uh, indicator on your Yeti microphone. You have figured out that that blinking light means you are not live. There's several <laughs> things that you've already learned about creating the space where you're going to record. So um, where are you looking to publish your podcast? Because until you publish it, until people can find you on the web, you don't have a podcast, right? It's just a thought in your mind. So what, what, are, we, what are you already looking forward to and where do you need help? I don't even know where to start as far as how to host it. So I know I've heard of SoundCloud. Obviously, I know Apple um, Podcasts. I, that's the app I listen to, but I don't know how to get it on there, how to promote it, um, how you can host on different channels. So is that something that you have to pay for? Uh, is it something that you can get for free? Some platforms maybe, some not. Um, so where do you even start with that? Well, so I will, us, I'll kick us off. Bra. Oh, I was oh, going to go say, ahead. we started on SoundCloud, and I was going to uh, toss it to Kevin. Kevin uh, did the difficult work to figure out how SoundCloud could feed all of our different uh, podcast platforms. So, Kev, take it away. It's a house with many doors, but it's really one big house. And that's the part that's probably the hardest to wrap your head around when you're first starting this process. Uh, I know that John McCann and the Chatham County Schools Notebook uh, started with Podbean as a way to to publish mm-hmm. content to many different places. We did go with SoundCloud, but I'll be honest with you, the steps that we took behind the scenes to then publish that RSS feed, real simple syndication is still a thing even after all these decades on the internet. Uh, what used to be just used for listservs and bulletin boards now is still serving up podcasts to millions and millions of people every minute. Um, once you have the address to your RSS feed, you really have what is currency to go to all the other publishing sites. And we went to Stitcher and Google and Apple and TuneIn Radio and Spotify. Mm. Everywhere we went after that, they were like, oh, just give us your feed. And boom, it's, oh. it's as though we now were creating a podcast on all of these different platforms. There's multiple ways to do it. Anchor FM is another one that we know about. I'm also going to rep for School PR Happy Hour, uh, which is one of our uh, neighbor podcasts serving school PR professionals because they use something called WAVE, W-A-V-V-E, as a way to serve up many different links that will show you the same podcast, all the same episodes, seasons, art, uh, show notes. Everything shows up in the same format just wherever you get your podcasts. John McCann, what did you learn about Podbean that might help someone like Nicole just getting started? Yeah, what I gathered was that is it doesn't just have to be Podbean. Um, my supervisor, um, who's who's gone now, he he I think he recommended Podbean, and I think there was a thought that okay, it's if you want to put something out there to the masses, you got to use this. But I'm realizing that there's Overcast, like you said, Stitcher, Anchor. There's 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 no shortage of platforms to put your stuff on. Again, it will come back to what I have not done well is telling somebody your stuff is on Podbean or SoundCloud or whatever. Um, but it's it's pretty intuitive. You know, do you have to pay for it? You ask Nicole. 
uh, most of them you do to get more space and storage, you know, like mm-hmm. with SoundCloud, you know, just doing some stuff away from the school system. I was uploading content and I'm good to go. I'm good to go. And all of a sudden I can't post no more. Now they didn't want some money out of you. <laughs> so it just depends on, depends on what you're looking for and, and how much you want to, how much you want to put into it, but it is America. <laughs> and uh, someone mentioned uh, show notes. Uh, we're throwing out a lot of information to everyone. And if you are driving right now, uh, listening to school PR drive time, we will link everything that we're referenced in the show notes. So y'all can check it out when you get to a, a safe place. To stop. And as John mentioned, we are happy customers. We do pay uh, SoundCloud a certain amount each month for that unlimited uploading, because once you get mm-hmm. past a certain number of minutes overall of your content, you either push out the oldest content to make room for the new or you go ahead and, and take the bite. Mm-hmm. And it's been more than worth it for us because archiving all of that content and leaving it ready to serve at a moment's notice uh, is totally worth it for us. And we're pretty sure, Nicole, that you'll find it out, that, that you'll find that out for yourself as mm-hmm. well. So we've talked about microphones. We've talked about where to put the podcast. I know Kevin has just some great general best practices for how to create a space where you can record something that sounds good. So Kev, go over some of your best practices for recording. So your microphone is one of the most important things, but where that microphone sits and the kind of environment that you're in will make all the difference in the world as well. Ordinarily, I would be in my office recording from home today, which is a nice warmer environment. Uh, A lot of the sound is being tamped down by the fact that I've got nice uh, carpet and and sofas and that, you know, things around me on my walls. If you don't have that, if you're in a cavernous environment with hard uh, spaces that will reflect a lot of sound, you're going to have to do some work. Uh, Stacia, in your own broadcasting life, I'm sure you've had to put baffles uh, around your microphones from time to time or make sure that you're aiming your camera in in the right way. So you've got to have the right environment. And one of the only ways you're going to know that you have the right environment is to give yourself time to experiment. I have to tell Mm -hmm. you that that's probably one of the biggest things you're going to do, Nicole, is go out there and experiment before you go live. Yeah, That's the one way that you're going to know what you get before you get it. And so uh, record in the spaces where you're planning to work, go try different places and also try different equipment. I have for Mm -hmm. for my own podcasting work in the school system and even here on school PR drive time from from time to time, I've used my phone Mm -hmm. as a as a voice recorder. You sometimes will have to put a windscreen over the microphone on your phone because you may be in an environment where you can't control uh, the wind speed, uh, especially if you're outside and trying to work with guests who are just going to be outside. If you want to go and talk to your special ed students who are working in the school garden, you're just going to have to deal with what you've got. And and sometimes getting that environmental sound is one of the most important things of all because you really want to catch people in the environment where they're working. The other piece that I want us to talk about, and Stacia, you came at this from uh, with your own broadcasting background with more experience mm-hmm. than I did is where will you edit this? Because editing and producing Mm -hmm. your final show is probably the single biggest barrier for almost everyone getting into this. Yep, Anyone can record. A journalist goes out and records all kinds of sound all the time, Mm -hmm. and they're just going to transcribe it, try to glean what they can from their notes. In this world, it's all about taking the sound that you get and then serving it up in the best environment possible. And there's only so much you can do to remediate poor audio. If you do video production already, you know that. But mm-hmm. once you've got great audio, you still have to turn it into a sellable package that people are going to be compelled to listen to. What are some of the things that you brought to the table uh, as we got started? Because I know I appreciated having someone with a steady hand for editing. 
Uh, yes. Yeah, so as a TV, a TV person, I'm familiar with uh, Adobe Premiere Pro. So I'm, I'm a video editor. I'm not, I'm not an audio editor. So for us, for, for the, the workflow that works for me is we record as a Zoom meeting because we all learned how to Zoom during the pandemic. So we record a Zoom meeting and I take that MP4 file and I drop it into Adobe Premiere. And because I can see and hear to me, that helps me, you know, chop out any mistakes or, or chop out, you know, um, room for the break, uh, things of that nature. And then I uh, spit it out as a wave or an MP3 file. And uh, Kevin has taught me some tricks to send it over to audition to do just a little bit of um, audio fixes just to make it sound a little bit better. Just, and it's fixes that you can't do in Adobe Premiere very easily. So that's my workflow. It's, it's definitely a little convoluted, um, but, I, but you know, hey, it works for, it works for me. And I'm glad to hear that because I figured I was just over here just kind of being a jack leg um, you know, <laughs> audio aggregator, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, but okay, other people are kind of, you know, you throw it in Premiere to get the MP3 file but, and, and you just make it work. So I appreciate that, Station. Yeah, yeah to me, so that makes sense. Yeah. I'll tell you truthfully, it was years and years ago. I mentioned that my my beginning is kind of, I'm, I'm a Frankenstein when it comes to doing school PR. I learned many different things from many places. And in a music background, I was using Audacity. As a music teacher, I would record myself on a USB microphone, not a great one, one of those old fashioned desktop USBs when they were, you know, when that was really the thing, um, kind of sticking up off your desk. And I, I would sing into that or speak into that. And then I would, I would edit all of that material in Audacity, where I learned an awful lot about the things that you can do. But I also worked with professional sound engineers who were, doing, who were using Fairlight Studios. They were using the full equipment that you would use to produce for TV. And so I saw the, the, you know, the highest and the lowest end and learned how to use both. And then when I got Adobe Audition in my hands, I was excited because, wow, this felt a lot like that higher level uh, editing software that I had seen, but really I could use it within five minutes. I was able to do almost everything I needed and, and anything I needed to learn beyond that, I could go to YouTube, I could go to lynda.com, I could go to a number of different places and get help or from user forums. And so Nicole, whatever it is you're gonna do, you may get a license from your school system to use something like Adobe Audition, which is for audio to audio, if you're just gonna walk in with raw audio and create something that's just an audio and you don't need to go anywhere else, it really is probably the fastest workflow for you. You can use Audacity, which is free. It loses several bells and whistles. There's an awful lot of effects in Adobe Audition that will help you move the process forward a lot faster. Wait, John, now you tell me. I still <laughs> use Audacity, <laughs> like, right, like right now. <laughs> well, that means that you're safe. Look, that means that's more for school supplies and all the other things in your in your school system's budget. <laughs> wow, okay. Yeah, I'm currently using Final Cut for my video editing, and so mm -hmm. I do mess with the sound a little bit there, but I definitely mm -hmm. not to the to the point that I would need to for for a podcast. And yeah, the and fact again, that you mentioned mm -hmm. Final Cut as a video editor, there are probably lots of Mac friendly school yeah. systems that are like, oh yeah, I could do that. And many, many more where they can't use Macs because their systems administrators have said, sorry, it's going to be Windows. It's going to be Android. That's all you get. Ours uh, is doing that, but I have fought for my Mac and I've kept it. I'm still fighting the battle today <laughs> against we feel IT. You. We feel you there. Oh but Nicole, God. Nicole, you said something earlier though about paying more attention to your, your video, but here, here in this room, isn't audio the king? Even, even though folks are going to see the stuff, the audio has to be superior. That is absolutely true. Mm -hmm. Even for your video, good audio is more than half of the experience. 
right? Because mm-hmm. you cannot you cannot make compelling video with subpar audio. So mm-hmm. it is the foundation on which everything else is going to be built. And I know mm-hmm. that all of my professional friends out there who have tried to deal with my subpar audio in the past are thanking me for saying that, mm-hmm. right? Because if you if you don't have the right microphones and the right setup and the right barriers, mm-hmm. you may you may be getting really good stuff, but if your gain is turned wrong and you didn't know it. If mm-hmm. you have environmental sound, if you if you make sound on your equipment, like oops, I just touched my mm-hmm. microphone, right? All of the things that can happen, um, you know, if you're if if you're wearing a lovelier microphone that's getting some uh, some contact with clothing or with hair, all the things that can go wrong with audio will. And mm-hmm. so, writing yourself a checklist that becomes airtight is probably one of the most important things you can do until you've got it committed to memory, and then you can then you can do it, you know, by the seat of your pants. Um, and, and what's good for you, Nicole, what you're doing, which I don't do, but by monitoring yourself with those headphones, you can hear, you know, if you got a bad mm-hmm. case of fleas or whatever, you can hear that <laughs> stuff versus going back and saying, man, I was scratching like crazy. So that's, that's good, good yeah, advice. That's too. definitely one of the things I picked up from um, my news experiences when I've shot a story and I didn't have headphones. I didn't check the audio and I left and the mics didn't work or the mic wasn't on. And that is the worst feeling. So now I'm I'm pretty good about um, looking at the audio levels and making were sure. You, were you a one man band when you were in the news business? Mm-hmm. Sort of I was so a you, multimedia journalist for a so couple you, years. So you can't even blame your photographer. You know what I'm saying? It's like, <laughs> yeah. well, you're trying to focus on so many things that it's hard to just you know zone in onto the audio because you're like, I'm worried about video interviews and all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. With and this, as I said, it's just audio. I hope our producers are listening to this. I hope they're catching all of this. Stacia, yeah, I'm taking producers? notes. Right? While we're busy doing all this, you and I are taking <laughs> the show curious notes. notes. <laughs> no, I mean, so doing this as a one-person shop or doing it as a team where you're both just immersed in it, mm-hmm. this is one of the challenges that we've really had to face every single episode that we do. And mm-hmm. uh, the fact that we're recording this on video and that, that opens up a whole new possibility. John McCann, I think you were right. You mentioned before we started the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, the idea that some podcasts are now produced on video. I'm looking in the camera now as opposed to looking mm-hmm. down at my notes and microphone, right? This is a, it's a whole new experience for us who are doing this and trying to move forward. Just the very thought that we might share a podcast on video, mm-hmm. unthinkable, even when we first started back in August of 2020. So many, so many things to think about. It Should your a- microphone mm-hmm. be in the shot? Mm-hmm. There's that. You're right. Thank you. Right. You know, right. Um, so for those just starting a podcast, though, I mean, when you're trying to focus on the audio, is that should you even contemplate using video at that point or just really focus in on the audio? And then once you get to a certain point where you have a <clears throat> branded podcast and you're out there, then maybe add in the video and start doing, you know, Facebook and everything like that. I think it depends I, on your comfort level and, yeah, and what yeah. support you have. You know, obviously, so I have Kevin and we have the whole media team all working together on this podcast. So I feel like we we just have more resources. And so everything's not not quite as hectic. Uh, but I think you have to kind of reflect on your past experience, your, you know, the time that you have to do the post-production. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, then and, and, and kind of segues into kind of how we wanted to wrap up the, the podcast. But, you know, as you're thinking about marketing and distribution, uh, on one hand, there is value in being able to say, you can catch my podcast on YouTube on this channel, or you can listen in your car on, you know, your favorite, wherever you listen to your podcast. So it's, um, it's tricky. Um, you don't want to overwhelm yourself. You don't want to keep it simple, especially in the beginning. I appreciate John McCann bringing that up earlier in the episode that it's one thing to create the content, get it posted and published and whew, man, I made it, I can move on. Um, uh, Having put out a weekly show for over five years, I can tell you that the marketing and support for your own content 
will often come in second to the other things that you need to do. And even when we first started this program, you can look back through our social media and see some pretty rich content. We were using, we were using something called Headliner, mm -hmm. which I do strongly recommend, actually. I favor Headliner because creating a really nice moving graphic based on what you've put out, uh, you can use video or photos and you'll get that nice uh, sound wave graphic that tells everyone you're, that you're a professional podcaster because <laughs> you can see the sound waves moving, right? <laughs> it's really... But what we did was we created a lot of energy around some of those early episodes. Mm -hmm. As we got busier with the pandemic and getting ready for back, to, you know, for ending the school year mm -hmm. and thinking about the coming school year, uh, you don't see as many of those headliners out there created. So, right. you know, do think about what is sustainable. And when you're thinking about whether to do audio, video or both, that's probably the single biggest question is which audience will you meet? Are you going to miss a certain audience if you don't put it out on video? And if so, think about whether you can invest get support from other people to make it possible, and then think about whether you can sustain the marketing support and promoting people to find your content. Those are really the biggest questions. Who will I be attending with this new content? How can I make sure they're hearing about it? Do I have a mobile app? Is my website already getting a lot of traffic? How am I going to position this within the market that already exists? Am I creating a new market? Are you literally creating a new way for people to hear about Clay County District Schools in Florida? Or, you know, are some things going to be um, you know, are you following, are you following what's already known within your, within your ecosystem? Those mm -hmm. are the biggest questions to answer. Well, but a bigger question, and this must be said, you know, now, Nicole, unless in Clay County, y'all just got all the ESSER funds, got all the money, <laughs> all the resources. I, it must be said that like, I, I wish all I did was podcasting and generating content because it's my favorite part of the job. But the reason you, unless I just have bad time management that I don't have the time to put into the great marketing and all of that is because, you know, there's webmastering and there's mm -hmm. one school calling you and they can't get into their mass notification system or they don't. So all this other, all this other stuff, when what I love is this little microphone here, but I can't spend a lot of time with it. So Kevin and Stacia, maybe y'all are different. No, I mean, I, I, I feel you. That's, that's a huge part of, of doing this podcast is how do I balance this with all of my other job responsibilities? And the fact is we just make it work because I love doing this and, and I love being able to bring a fun podcast to fellow PR practitioners. So that's my why. And that's mm. what, what keeps me going. Okay. And Nicole, we're doing this for you and for people <laughs> like you who are out there. We've had our own board members in NCSPRA as well as people around the state. We've done some presentations on this from time to time. We tried to answer as many of your questions as we could. You're getting ready to launch a podcast. I'm kind of excited. We can't wait to hear what comes out of Clay County Schools. What questions do you still have or where do you think you're going to go next after this? Yeah, I guess we could do a whole nother podcast about what we were just talking about, but marketing, marketing your content. Um, how do you bridge that from, you know, that gap from when you first launch to getting people to know about it and, and making it and showing the value of it, basically. What, what idea that wouldn't, maybe wouldn't work so well, as I mentioned earlier, during the pandemic because we were trying to tell more critical information, serious information. But now as things loosen up, you know, when you, when you send those robocalls to your families to, to tag that call or end that call with, you know, check out my podcast to stay up to date with what's going on in Clay County schools, that type of thing is one way to market for sure. 
so oh, much okay. wonderful information. Um, well, thank you guys so much for, for joining us in on this conversation. And I hope, I hope Nicole, I hope you learned a lot. And I hope the folks listening also uh, got some good tips just to get you started. And, and the most important thing, got to reiterate, is to just start. All you have is an iPhone, an idea, do it. Just go with it. And you can figure out uh, the, the equipment, all the fancy stuff, all the fancy pop filters and all that. You figure that out later. Nicole Young is the coordinator of communications and media for Clay County District Schools in Florida. And we are so grateful that you sent us your question and you're willing to do all the nuts and bolts to get ready for being on your first podcast episode with us. And we're looking forward to hearing about the great things being told by your students, your educators, and all the folks who are working with your schools in Florida. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you. And John McCann, I've been a lifetime fan. You're the public relations coordinator of Chatting County Schools in North Carolina for a little while longer before you head off to do education PR for waterford.org. Yes, My friend, welcome to School PR Drive Time. We are so happy that you came to be with us today. Hey, it was my pleasure. Um, I've gleaned a lot from you guys over the years. Always have been particularly impressed by your tech savviness, uh, Kevin Smith. And Stacia Harris, you've always just been a boss. So it's been my honor to, to know both of y'all. That's how I roll. how I do it. <laughs> well, on that note, can I can I get that windscreen then? No, no, this is mine. This is mine. <laughs> it matches my road mic. It's perfect. Thank you guys yes, so ma'am. much for being with us. Thank you all for listening. Y'all have a great day. Well, Kevin, that was another great episode of School PR Drive Time. I had a great time talking to Nicole, had a great time hearing more from John and, and how he got started with his podcast. And of the takeaways uh, that, I, that I got from the show is just keep it simple. Everyone has different experiences. You know, I obviously have a, a broadcasting experience. So getting in front of a, a microphone and interviewing people is not intimidating to me. And doing the post-production is really not intimidating. But if you don't have that experience, that is okay. If all you have is an iPhone and an idea and a passion to tell great stories, that's all you need to get started. My mind is blown again. We always have such great people come on this program. And I tell you, listening to Nicole's questions and John's, the idea that that we all came from such different backgrounds and yet we've found ourselves moving in this direction because there's so much energy going into getting the right stories to the right people. And podcasting is an easy way to do it because anybody can pick it up on their phone or on the computer. We talked about publishing in different venues and I know that we've got a lot of really good video content that might turn into an episode for us. And I sincerely hope that we can take some of that after conversation we had in many ways, keeping that microphone running, getting a little bit of afterglow after an amazing interview. You just never know what you're going to get. Maybe some folks will tune in for the unedited conversation, the much longer conversation with uh, a new podcaster like Nicole and a professional like John talking with us about making things work. Uh, it's just always a lot of fun. I think we all appreciate the value of, of getting really good stories in front of people who need them. This, this sounds like another great example of that for us here on School PR Drive Time. And we hope our listeners enjoyed it. Kevin, once again, thank you so much for co-hosting with me today. It's always a good time. Good to be back in the saddle with you. Thanks for having me. I'm looking forward to the next episode. 